can't get over how happy that makes me feel. You know what WandaVision needs? Yeah, that does really make me feel. In in this last episode what? of WandaVision, number five, tensions were high. Didn't you feel that? Don't you feel like tensions would have just kind of eased if somebody was just walking down the main street, just strumming a ukulele? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Just like, let's all just but calm that down. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everybody was a little ramped up, right? right. I, I felt it was like it was a, uh, one of our regular uh, pop quickie segments. I, I felt the entire, there was this tension that was just, just like ravishing this episode right just nobody's giving an inch they're just kind of like it's going to be this way or no way and and yeah. there's just so much going on and everybody is meeting negative force with negative force yes and you know just we all know that shit's going to hit the fan so it certainly is but you know how that could be avoided right how could that be void avoided ukulele lessons yes. everybody the whole town That just makes everybody. I, that that even makes me happy. I, I'm like a, I'm like going into this like, hey, how's it going? I'm going into my my, my radio voice. I, I know you guys hate that voice, but I'm going to do it anyhow. So anyway, back to a very special episode of WandaVision. In a very uh, special episode, yes. <laughs> it's like I those very serious voiceovers. Yeah, I I loved how uh, boy this this was again filled with a lot of answers. And what I really appreciated about this episode was the fact that it was towing the line now. We're not going straight back to the sitcom. We're kind of having this, this happy medium of the sitcom meshing into this real world situation that Wanda's going through. And Brian, I have to give you kudos. You called it out last week, and they even said it in the, this episode. She's going through trauma. She's going, yeah. this is her way of protecting what is hers. And we very much get that confirmation when she gets pissed off in this episode. And uh, maybe you want to talk a little bit about that. It's been building up now for five episodes. You know, she's slowly losing control over the town, slowly losing control over vision. And that's her main focus. And as soon as she starts losing that that grip and control, you know, it's starting to unravel fast. Now, the uh, the normal world knows how to kind of breach the bubble, and and Wanda's aware of it. Wanda knows that they're all out there. Wanda knows that they're all watching her. And when she came out, you know, just pissed, uh, she sent a pretty clear message. After after douchebag attempted to send <laughs> to send a drone in there to kill her. Oh I, my I, gosh. I called that. I called that. That guy's a douche you did and douche nozzle to the nth degree well we know that that job should have gone to monica rambo in the first place like they kind of alluded to in in a episode what episode was that one or two uh, uh four, yeah. three no no four? no it was four it was four <laughs> four yeah i don't know they all kind of run together now um and let me tell you we heard a lot of um fan feedback on how much people were unhappy with uh, WandaVision, the first couple episodes, it didn't feel like Marvel. It was too slow. I don't like the, the, the campy sitcom art style to it. And those of you who, who stayed with the show, it's get, you're getting your payback now. I mean, it feels like a Marvel show now, and it is awesome. I couldn't agree more. Uh, before we get to the big thing that I am like stoked to talk about, 
it was it was that ending. But first, I wanted to say, did you capture that whole thing when when Captain Marvel was brought up? Yes, and Monica's kind of what was that all about? She seemed I, upset. Is, didn't is she? she now starting? Yeah, it seems like she's holding her mom's cancer. Uh, she's she's blaming Captain Marvel f- for that. That's what I was kind of getting. Did you take that? I, that I, weren't you? I, I I'm not sure. I did notice the uh, that her reaction was very noticeable, and it was it was off. And it's funny because when she was kind of being re-blimped back into reality, you heard Captain Marvel's voice calling her Lieutenant Trouble. So I'm only assuming they let us hear it because that's what she was playing in her head when she was kind of coming back to life. And now to have her reaction like this was a little surprising. I was was uh, I didn't expect it, and yeah, it caught me off guard too. It started off though with with something that I've often had this debate with uh, with a bunch of my my geeky friends on who the toughest Avenger is or was, and I know that the Marvel MCU wants you to believe that it's Captain Marvel. And she is strong, but I've always said it's Scarlet Witch because she would have taken down Thanos if he did not just have it rain fire on everybody. And I'm glad that that uh, Monica called it out. Yeah, they they called it out in the episode. Like she is powerful, and given the opportunity, she probably could have taken down Thanos. And you know, so you just know the the type of power you're dealing with. Uh, when you send in a drone and try to kill her, like what a stupid thing to do. <laughs> and I love how she comes out of that bubble, just holding the thing. And we get, and, her a- and, and yeah, she's we, got her accent back. Exactly. We got, got her, her accent, accent back. back and she just throws that drone down and then points all the guns back at douchebag. And he's just uh, like, here's your one and only warning. Don't mess with me. Because I'm not in the mood. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I love it. They're, they're like, well, what do you want? So I have everything I want. Now I just want you guys to go away. Leave me alone. <laughs> and if I was anybody sit, standing there with one of those guns, I would have walked back to my tent, started packing stuff up. <laughs> like, okay, All right, I'm out of here. Right, you See heard ya. the woman. Let's go. <laughs> so uh, this, this thing that also kind of um, brings up the question, is Vision alive? I'm thinking he is. I, you know, they, they say that she goes and steals his body, right? Right. They have well, we, video, but you don't see that. We knew that Vision being Vision, they were not going to let that android, that robot corpse, just rot on that on that battlefield. We knew that that was going to be collected. Yeah, and that was and that was something that you called as well. So, in the episode, she's going in there basically on a rescue mission and takes vision right but my question is is she's he... not very stealth about it either <laughs> no but is 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 vision alive or i've heard some speculation already so we know that in infinity war that siri was trying to remove the stone but yet keep him alive and we don't know what? if that uh, black panther si- sister oh Ceres? okay 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 yeah shiri, when, right? shiri thank you I'm bad with names. I'm, I'm sure our listeners know that. <laughs> but uh, but um, the whole idea behind that was to remove the stone, but keep Vision alive. And we'll see what what uh, what essence he has after that. Wanda's power, she's able to bend and manipulate reality. So 
it's possible that she's able to put back what she can of vision and see what we get, you know, from there without the, without the mind stone. And, yeah, and they even mentioned that, 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 that uh, yeah. How can they bring him back to life without that stone? Right. So I don't, I don't know. I think one of the speculations that I've heard or one of the stories or theories is that she has actually made a deal with the devil, AKA Mephesto, right. In order to bring vision back. So who knows? I think that's a little bit of a far fetch. Um, I don't think it's that far off actually. You know, really? um, I think, I think she needed the body for Mephesto to, to do whatever he's going to do to reanimate him somehow. And then, um, she needs a place for them to live. And the only person who seems to be comfortable with Wanda is Agnes and Agnes keeps mentioning her husband, Ralph, who we haven't seen yet. And I'm just wondering if Ralph, maybe Mephesto. Oh, it could be. You know what I noticed? Uh, I, I put on um, the subtitles for WandaVision this week. Okay. And Agnes, I don't know why, but Agnes is the only character where everything is in all caps. Really? Everybody, yes. What does that uh, so, mean? Uh, well, if it's Agatha Harkness, basically Agnes is a composite of two of, the, of those names. That's the only thing that I can think of. But yeah. I just found it odd that she is the only one that's in all caps and everybody else just looks normal. Uh, it's just the weird little things like that that you kind of notice that are a little bit different. Right. But I digress. I want to talk about how these kids are growing up. They're doing their own thing. But the thing that I am, that impressed me the most about this is that, Wanda is trying to ditch and forget about all of her worries about all of her. She's in essence trying to run away from all of her issues and problems. And here she is talking to her kids that telling them that they need to face these things head on. <laughs> and, and, you know, I just, that, that, that whole dynamic was just awesome to me. The fact that she's trying to tell them that they need to, um, you know, go through this stuff with Sparky. They need to go through death. <laughs> That's and ironic, she isn't is. it? it? It totally is ironic. And it, that, to me, was the, the beauty of this because she is, in essence, trying to uh, do the same thing, but she knows that through her kids, she's going to have to explain a lot as they grow up, and she's going to have to relive it. She, there's no way in, wor in the world she's going to be able to run away from these issues. Well, she's going to have to tackle these things head on. It's the classic parent thing, right? Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> yeah, right? So when Sparky dies, the kids really want her, just bring him back to life, mom. Bring him back to life. And she's trying and to explain. you notice Agatha kind of um, yeah. Yeah, egging she, that on? She was, yeah, like I said, you know, she knows what's up. And even Wanda's kind of lazy around her now. Like she lets her pow powers fly. And she has a heart to heart. She has a couple of heart to hearts in this episode with her kids, which um, which I I, I appreciate. Uh, but she tells them, you know, don't grow, don't don't, you know, escape this moment. This is a good learning moment. You need to accept death. But the irony behind that is, Wanda has not accepted it and has kidnapped Division and created a whole town where she has yeah. reanimated. And, and she <laughs> has not. And she has not grown either. You know, you can kind of see that metaphor playing right. out, right? She's saying that they have to go through this. These kids can kind of grow past this. And she has just not grown as a person. In fact, everything is like she's surrounding herself in the hex, they're now calling it, 
Which um, I like too. You yeah, know, and like even that. the spell, you know, their mind spell that that you get when you're inside the hex is called being hexed or Yep. You know. So during that whole explanation of Sparky, they then bring up her brother. And that leads yeah. us to the big reveal at the end, uh, which blew me away. And uh, Brian, maybe you want to talk a little bit about that that surprise ending. Well, it's right in the middle of a, of an argument, probably the worst argument we've seen Wanda and Vision have thus far. Vision wants to know what's happening. He doesn't. He has memory loss. He doesn't. He doesn't quite understand, but he knows that something is not right. Wanda wants him to drop it so that she can maintain her control over the town and him. And then all of a sudden, there's a knock on the door. And they were just talking about how Wanda's controlling everything and how Wanda's in control, except for she didn't control that knock on the door. And she was very open about that. And then when she opens the door, it's uh, Pietro, her brother, but not the one we remember. Not the one that we're used to. Not the one that we we knew from uh, Age of Ultron, but from the X-Men universe, the Fox franchise. He has now joined the cast and... When we finally see his face, I love the soundtrack. The crowd cheers as if it was the uh, the the audience, you know, on our side of the TV, going, "Yes, we finally yeah. brought in a new character and somebody that we knew as an X Men from the Fox franchise, and he's playing that same role." So, what does this mean? I mean, it's just so much. And quite frankly, he's the better of the two. <laughs> so <laughs> the fact that uh, that's who I have envisioned as he's, he's my he's my uh, Quicksilver. This guy, the one from X Men, yeah. I love to death. The the one in uh, what movie was he in? Age of Ultron. <laughs> Age of Ultron. Yeah, there one. Yeah, hopefully, the other- <laughs> hopefully Hawkeye won't use this one as a shield. <laughs> but anyhow, it, it was um, so that to me was the big reveal, and to me, this is the multiverse. This is the beginning. If we're going to look back at this from years down uh, down the road, and this is going to me be the pivotal moment for me. This is where we now know the multiverse exists. This is now where the beginning of it, the genesis of it is this episode, which has me so excited. I could be way off, but I don't, the fact that she's going to be in uh, Doctor Strange, and that's the multiverse. And Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. To me, this, this was so exciting because it opens up everything else. Right, it just, there, there was a jar full of marbles, and we just smashed that thing wide open. <laughs> yes, I know. Now look for everything to kind of change. Right. Nothing's in this off one the table episode. now. Nothing's yep, off the nothing. table. Yeah, so, we can see. We can see um, things like we can see Deadpool coming in from here. We can actually see, uh, you oh, know, Deadpool Hulk. playing a ukulele walking down the street, just going <laughs> Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing, right? <laughs> so yes, Wanda. I'm just, everything is now wide open. So, and this is what we were talking about at the beginning of the season. This is where the slow burn to me is now finally paid off. It's only five episodes in. Yeah, we still have four more episodes to go. I know. And we're five episodes in and this thing has already just blown the roof off of anything that is possible in, uh, in this next phase of the MCU. I like this because we know where this falls in on the timeline. You know, this happened a few weeks after Endgame, 
right? So this happened before Spider-Man Far From Home. But in Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, Mysterio, uh, he mentions that he's from another uh, multiverse or another dimension yeah, or something. Another, yeah. And nobody really seems to bat an eye about that, <laughs> which is kind of That's true. kind of weird. But now we're already establishing different multiverses from WandaVision. Yeah. Wow. And just, I, I, that got me so excited. I, I just was like, wow, now this is it. This is the moment I've been looking for. We haven't heard the word mutant yet. No, hopefully we'll hear we that. Don't. I just, I, I, I honestly do. I, don't get me wrong. I want to hear the word, but I want it to be on a big screen in a big come together moment, like Avengers assemble, you know, and it took captain four, uh, 10 years to say that. But let me ask you this, Tony. In wrapping up, right? Yes. We know that um, uh, there was a, an interview with Elizabeth Olsen uh, this week where she was asked if there was going to be some kind of big cameo at the end of the season, like the Luke Skywalker cameo um, in Mandalorian. And she says, yes. Who would you like to see make that cameo, Tony? Now, knowing that the multiverse is open, it's anybody. Okay. I have um, some thoughts from the internet that that I liked, uh, but I have my own thought as well. Is this is, so? The question is, who do I think it's going to be, who would you, or who do who, I wish? Who do you? Yeah, who, who would you like to see? If you're writing the script, see, who who would I, you want it to be? I want to see Wade fucking Wilson. <laughs> That's who I want to see. Playing in Deadpool himself. <laughs> just yeah, skipping. just coming in. Just and dude, how? what a better way to, you know, we've seen the symbolism with breaking the fourth wall in the last episode. Why not have him coming in and just basically telling all of us, fuck you. How about riding What's a tandem possible? bike with Agnes? Oh my God. <laughs> that to me would just signify and just say, hey, listen, you know what? All bets are off, bitches. This is where we're at. And and that character to me would be that would be the huge way for that that character to kind of just really blow things up and uh the way he is is known to do. So that's who I wish he was, but I that's a long 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 <laughs> shot. What about you, Brian? So, let me just tell you what I've seen a lot online first and that is um a lot of people are speculating Magneto to come in. And Kind of like one of these portals are open. Obviously, uh, Wanda at this point might have her kids taken away by Mephisto, and she's just kind of opening up different multiverses, trying to find which one to go through to find out where the kid is. Kids are, and out comes from one of those portals, Magneto, and just says, "Come with me, my child," and then uh, she goes wow. with him. That that's a theory out there. Um, one I I didn't come up with. One I thought of originally, um, but since uh, I've seen uh, other people online kind of speculating the same thing, I would love to see an older Tobey Maguire um, as an older Spider-Man come through and kind of link the movies that way. Because uh, we know that Wanda is going to be in Spider-Man 3, Doctor Strange is going to be in Spider-Man 3, and Tom Holland is going to be in, you know, is Spider-Man, but we'll be going into the multiverse in that in that thing. And this might be a nice bridge between them. Maybe he meets Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker in our time, in our verse, and then they go back through together or something somehow. Before we go, I, we haven't heard one word from Wayne. I want to know who Wayne wants to see. Who is this? If this, if there's a big cameo surprise, who do you want to see, Wayne? 
who would I want to see? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I don't know if they would go that far out of, you know, that stretch that far for the series. I feel like they might find a way to bridge this and potentially, was it Doctor Strange's next movie? So I wouldn't be surprised if Benedict Cumberbatch makes an appearance, whether it be a fellow Avenger and say, hey, getting her out of whatever she's dealing with and then helping her go forward. So I don't know if that's the way they will potentially have him come in at all. But that was a thought. But I do have a question for you guys, though. When um, Quicksilver did make an appearance, I love the line that Darcy had. Yes. About recasting. Yes, he's been recasted, which was hilarious. Um, I'm glad that she said it because now we're not going to question it going forward. You know. Now, do you think that's it and done or do you think they might talk about that going forward? No, I think that's it and done. You Mm. know, like I wouldn't keep rehashing it because for a long time when they when they recast – War Machines, uh, you know, um, gosh, I, my mind is just going. Don Cheadle. Right Thank when, you. When Don Cheadle yes. took over for, um, for, God, I can't think of his name too. Right. Anyway, and then when they recast the Hulk uh, from Ed Norton to um, Mark Ruffalo, they just kind of didn't mention it. But obviously for a while, it takes us fans to kind of get over things like that. He replaced Terrence Howard. Yes. Thank you. That's it. That's it. But the fact that. Darcy's going to call it out and yeah. Okay. You know, it, it was addressed and now we can move on. <laughs> I kind of appreciate that. So one more tidbit that I wanted to kind of touch upon before we go. Lagos was mentioned was the commercial. What are, where do we know Lagos from? Lagos was from the whole incident with in Nigeria where basically uh, Wanda accidentally killed uh, like 11 people from uh, Wakandans. So again, back to that trauma, back to her dealing with all of this stuff, these commercials seem to be manifesting themselves as ways of kind of uh, making those tragedies somewhat okay or palatable is, is kind of where I'm at with it. But anyway, you know what? We're going to get ready to uh, end the episode. And I, I actually want to do something different. I want uh, to paint a picture for you. Brian, before we get going, is there anything that you want to add before we leave? No, I think this was great. This was a fun episode. I'm looking forward to next week. Yeah, me too. Wayne, anything else from you? I'm good here. Okay. So picture this. We're at the end of WandaVision. Season finale. We're all excited. All of a sudden you see this guy come out. He's in a red suit black eye patches and says, Badia Badia, that's all, folks. <laughs> Till next week.